Hey everyone, this is Deb Moreno and this is the Unexpected Podcast. And uh, we have my uh, co-hosts, Matt, Rainier, and Evan. Today we're going to be talking about our thoughts on the shooting phase of SVG. Should we change it? Is it, you know, something that, you know, we should do anything about? And also, we're going to be talking about our list review first before we go into that. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and spend 15 minutes on the lifts review and then we'll talk about the shooting phase. So uh, Matt, what do we have for our list today? All right, so Rainier, what do we have for our list today? <laughs> yeah, Evan, what do we know? I'm just joking. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Let's see what we got. I'm going to screen share here real quick. So we have a list today from a Canadian, Joseph Hanlon. If anyone knows him from the Ontario group, amazing guy. He frequents Nova. Um, he says, hey, guys, I've enjoyed to listen to the podcast and thought I would see what your guys' opinions are on a list that he's going to take at a little Canadian tournament. I like that he said little. Such a <laughs> so cute he's little got, Canadian oh, tournament. Yeah, just a cute little whole bunch of like politeness going on. No one's going to take any power list. It's going to be a lot of like, I'm sorry, whoever wins or does too much. But we just have, remember, being Canadian means everyone has to say they're sorry. That's true. No, those guys are great. But here he has a La Florian Rivendell list. His leader is Haldir. Um, Haldir has an elven cloak, armor, and a bow. In his warband, he has seven guard of the Ladrum Court. Ooh, I like it already. Four elf warriors with spear and bow. Next warband is a high elf captain, fully loaded. Um, I would assume fully loaded would mean he's mounted. Uh, he has three Rivendell knights with shield, uh, one high elf spear with bow, two high elves with spear and shield, one high elf with spear, shield, and banner, and four high elves with shield. His third warband, this is where it gets a little interesting, actually, his Bilbo, and Bilbo's going to be in the warband above, the one with the knights and the captain. Uh, oh, I guess he's not the third warband. He's the second warband. And the third warband will be Curdan, leading two Rivendell knights with shield, two high elves with shield, and two high elves with shield and spear. You have 32 models, 10 with bows, plus Haldir and the captain. So it's 700 points. He said he quite enjoys the army. There are a few things that he would change, but he has model shortages. He would swap the Elven Warriors and two Guards of the Galadrim Court out for Galadrim Warriors, but he said he doesn't own any. Other than that, he thinks the army has some clear weaknesses, squishy leader, no big heroes, and does not manage to spam out Elves quite well, like you would see in many Lothlorien lists. And he asked, do you guys think it is highly competitive army? Or basically, he's asking what we think about the with the alliance. First off the bat, I think it's quite interesting. Um, there are two things that he kind of used in the alliance that you can't really get without alliancing them. He brought five six into a Lothlorien army without Gilgalad's um, guards, so that's kind of interesting. King's guards. He brought Cav into a Lothlorien list that isn't overpriced semi iffy cav but really good rivendell knights cav so i think that's really interesting how he worked around that i think that's really cool i wonder however how bilbo's gonna do in the list because it is quite mobile my mobile i mean it's there there are quite a few rivendell knights in the list actually let's see one two three you have six cav which is pretty good um in a list that does well with kurdan's blinding light so I'm kind of curious how that's going to affect the, the army. I do think 32 models for 700 is pretty low. If it's below 60, I'm disappointed. <laughs> so so <laughs> I was just actually making some hot lists today and I was like, oh, 84 at like 600. Okay. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very unique. I think Joseph did a really good job again by plugging in what's powerful in each list, but taking it from the opposite list. The fight six with the Ladrum Court, like that's really low priced for fight six. Really amazing. Um, the Cav, the Knights are great, but I do think I want to hear what you guys think. I do think it might struggle with the whole mobile section, blinding light section, and having no real, I guess, heavy hitting um heroes once the bubble comes to you with the blinding light outside of the fight six it might struggle against mega heroes what do you guys think um i don't necessarily think um the mobility will be a huge problem generally high elves will be shooting they're going to be bringing people to them and bilbo um doesn't usually have problems if that's the case um but on the other hand i think I agree with you in that maybe Bilbo isn't the best choice for this type of list. Um, just because usually when you see Bilbo or a ring bearer or anything like that, you see Gollum and the Goblin King, you see uh, Bard and uh, Lake Town Bilbo. Um, and usually Bilbo teams up with a powerful hero and able to uh, effectively kill whatever he's fighting once he gets to fighting them. And I don't think that's going to happen in this list. And because Bilbo is going to be making those 33% ring rolls to be controlled, and because you're not going to be able to get um, as much out of the ring as quickly as you can, I think that could end up being a big problem with him. Um, so also what I noticed is that this army is very, very reliant on its five cavalry models. Well, six, if you count the Rivendell Knight Captain, um, to do basically all of its damage because none of its other heroes do damage. None of its troops really do any damage. So it's almost completely reliant on those cavalry models. And also, it doesn't have a lot of might points. If I remember correctly, it's only got seven. Um, and when you don't what have Bilbo like, having? <clears throat> uh, Bilbo's got one, Kirdan's got one, so Captain's got, got two, Haldir's got three, so that's seven might in total. And um, probably Bilbo and Kirdan are not going to want to spend their might because they're going to have other things they're going to need to save it. For. Yeah, Kirdan's going to be channeling, Bilbo's probably going to be doing something else. I so like, you're, I like you're running you very low on might. Yeah, um, I like what you said though about Bilbo, like you kind of need him to tag something. He's going to delay something, but what is he like 80 points to delay something is a little, you want that heavy. You say delay. delay. What do you only, mean by he's delay? He's only like 40 points. Oh, he's um, only like delay the, the, he puts on the ring. He'll like stop a mega hero or something, but he uh, won't. Well, he doesn't like Evan... stop anyone without help. Yeah. Um, you I'm you double... have to tag them both in. Otherwise Bilbo just will die. Yeah. I'm double checking so... his profile, but I don't think he actually has heroic defense. I don't think he's no, 40. He I think he's like 60. Uh, I'm checking well, here. So think, Bilbo Baggins, uh, old Bilbo Baggins is in fact 40 points. 40 um, points. Yeah. yeah. Um, I assume he didn't take the ring or the mythical coat because he just said Bilbo. Um, and he Well, not... there is no reason to take Bilbo without putting the ring on. Yeah, him, I was going to say. There's like, yeah. I, I, Sorry, we're going to make the assumption. Yes, Otherwise, Sting... it's like a random throw in. Yes, yeah. I, I think. He didn't we'll, take we'll Sting or the, the Mithril Coat. The captain's on a horse, too. Yeah. Because he's fully um, kitted. 
We yeah. might say he didn't take the Mithra code, though I personally would, but then it throws him to how many points at that point? Yeah, I, well, Mithra code is 15 points, which, which is almost 50% of uh, his total points already. So I'm not sure. The problem is, what is he, defense two otherwise? He is defense two. And he doesn't have heroic defense. Really? So, um, how much faith does he have? Coat. I thought you were joking, Dab. In defense two, I know. <laughs> no, he's defense two. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what, how? How? Uh, how much? I faith mean, he uh, he's got three fate, two wounds. But even with the mithril code, I don't think he's going to be delaying a lot of heroes without heroic defense. Yeah. No, well, he's not delaying the anybody. Yeah. There's the, shen- <laughs> the shenanigan aspect to it. Um, but even like, I feel like the only power killing that thing probably maybe a high elf uh warrior with a lance or like hitting hitting it or or the captain on on horse like hitting hitting and knocking something down and killing it which also makes it kind of unique because bilbo is going to be behind lines in a bubble and your cab will probably hit the flanks it's it's i'm curious about it because i have tinkered with bilbo and lists but typically it's high elves bilbo and aragorn and aragorn and bilbo are those two like what, what you said evan you did that goblin king golem combo yeah, um, so I think what everybody's thinking right now, at least in a way to change this list, is right now I'm trying to figure out how to fit Boromir, uh, Fellowship Boromir in this list. Because Fellowship is green with both Lothlorien and Rivendell, so he can slide in fairly nicely. And I think if I was going to do anything, I would drop... The Captain and Bilbo, because they feel more like the weak links in this list. And then drop maybe a couple Rivendell Knights. Can somebody pop the list back up on the screen? Yeah, that would be nice. Um, Drop a couple of Rivendell Knights as well, and then take um, Boromir and Aristor, and then just move the the High Elves from the Captain's Warband into Aristor's Warband. And... Um, what that gives you is one, 12 points of might instead of seven, uh, which is obviously a big improvement. Um, it lowers your numbers by about two or three, which I think is okay. And it gives you, instead of just your high elf captain being your hitty hero, it gives you Boromir, who hits harder than a high elf captain, and uh, Aristor, who sort of acts as a second hero. And it also gives you far more ac- uh, access to heroic strike. So is the fellowship green to both? Yes, um, it is. Piles? Okay, so that would work. Um, I'd almost consider. So it's very, in my opinion, just based on the way it's done, unless clearly he's excited to use this Bilbo combo. I wonder if we could do exactly what Evan said, but keep Bilbo in the list as an alternative. Because it, it just. He's such a random throw in that if you like you want, like he was kind of like, how can I get Bilbo in this? Yeah. Um, the, the problem is if you keep <laughs> Bilbo in and you do that, you're going to have some serious um, numbers problems at that point. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, you could. It's, you it's, could it's kind of like, it's interesting because it is, it's kind of built around like a castle aspect to where it's Kurt and Haldir and the shooting happens. But I think, 10 11 12 around 13 shots at 700 and 32 models with no like strong counter it's going to be tough yeah you know he I mean? he needs something with some punch in the list and the question is where you get it um i mean that's an alternative 
we could consider, I hate the idea of dropping models, but if he wants to not, so Evan's idea is not a redesign, but it does take away a lot of some of the idea here. So as an alternative, I like Elvin's list, by the way. I think it's actually a better list than what we're looking at, unfortunately. But but basically, um, the High Elf Captain, I'm kind of wondering if we just, we accept that you're not going to march. There are a lot of lists without march. It's possible to make it work. And he's got enough cav where it almost doesn't matter. Like, I know he wouldn't send the cav without the army, but he's got the anti-shooting. He's bringing people to him with 10 bows, possibly at 700 points. So I'm thinking... Could we try to upgrade the high elf captain to something a little more punchy? Or you upgrade Haldir to something more punchy? I mean, there's a couple different ways. Well, I wanted to keep the multiple strikes. What 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 are your thoughts of Haldir's warband going for like what what do you mean the multiple strikes? There's there's only one strike in the list. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Haldir has strike. So if we take out the high elf captain and, and sacrifice the march, you can put in someone like I don't know. I, I haven't done the points math, but like Glorfindel, let's just say. And therefore, you know, you drop two models, maybe, maybe you're at 30 models, but now you have two hard hitting heroes. What about rather- Strider? What about Strider? Because Strider has March. Um, you fix Stry- the problem. Strider runs into the same problem that Fellowship Boromir does just Fellowship on a Boromir's larger gonna be scale. Better. Yeah, because, Fellowship Boromir is going to be a Well, the problem more. is in order to get Strider, you're going to have to drop a hero which means you're going to have to you're not going to have enough warband slots to fit in so you're going to need to find more points for a hero. So, so I think Boromir just does that better with I the mean, points. I mean there are have. other ways you could do it. You could upgrade Haldir to Celeborn. That's one way to do it. Um you could replace Haldir with Galadriel at which point you don't need Bilbo or Círdan because you have blinding light and you have a transfix so you could get rid of those guys and probably put in um a glorfindel at that point um still doesn't get you two strikes but it would get you at least a strike and a transfix um a reliable transfix so that's another way to do it um uh, I'm I'm not sure that this has with Bilbo in there. I'm not sure that this has the points to cram a Glorfindel into here. Yeah, I think then taking, you end up getting too small. If you're taking Glorfindel, I think you're dropping Bilbo. I think that what, needs. What to if happen. you just yeah. drop Bilbo for more models? Because I'm actually re-looking at this list. Um, can you? Oh, no, the, actually, you can fit more. The models fight in. seven Gladrum Court or fight six. Like I, I don't know. This actually, looking at it, this battle line is going to be quite frustrating to get through. And the majority of the elf, you have good defense six elf warriors where you need, and the knights will hit the flanks in combination with the fight six Gladrum Court. The problem with the knights, though, is that you don't have enough might might in this list to keep Mm -hmm. the heroic moves going, which you will need with the knights. Um, Well, and the other problem is one hurl, and they're just all gone. Um, well, not if they're on, not if they're on two flanks. I don't, yeah, I don't think they're keeping fight them together. Six too. Yeah, um, on, you can tell yeah, just I'm, by the way he designed the warbands, he's not keeping I'm them together. I'm curious yeah. though, Joseph, you should like let us know how, mm. how this list did at the Canadian tournament. Yeah, maybe we're, we're all wrong, wrong very, but very, very curious about it. Yeah, no, I think it, we're, all, we're all in agreement that this list needs some more punch somewhere We're we're struggling to figure out, I mean, a, as is the problem with, elf lists we're struggling to figure out where the points to get the punch comes from 
because mm. um, when you build a high, when you build an elf list, you have enough points for one gimmick and then models um, at 700 points. And the one gimmick that's in this list is Bilbo. And I don't think Bilbo, I, I mean, I, I've played lists at this level with Bilbo. I don't think he gives enough just because his, his four inch move and the fact that he's fragile um, means that he, he's hard to get into the right place because people can say, oh, Bilbo's over there. I'm going to send my big heroes someplace else. And Bilbo struggles to kind of get where he needs to get because he doesn't have he doesn't have the heroic combat shenanigans that Frodo does um, to get into the right place, and he's slow. Um, so, so I don't know. I guess I guess we're, where we're coming out is we don't really know on this other than you need some more punch. I think we've all kind of given different ideas about how that can happen, but requiring you know, figuring out how to make that go in is going to require some tinkering. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's tinkering. You're going to have to figure out based on which models you have access to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Like those are our thoughts on it. Um, also, if anybody is in the Ontario area, I believe Joseph's part of the OSBGL league, yes. Ontario strategy yeah. battle gaming league. So um, hit him up or anyone in the region all of us, I think, have attended one of their events. So it's a pretty fun league. Really nice guys. So, yeah, that's yep. what we think. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if he does pretty well in this tournament because um, Joseph, and for anyone, yeah, he's a good player. <laughs> so, like, he can make yeah. the list work. I mean, for quarter, I, I've seen him <laughs> and his friend uh, Ben uh, make some odd lists and they just. Ben Belinsky, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. you brought what? And you did well? Like, but it's like, even with Bilbo too, I'm like, why is he there? Then I'm like, oh, Joseph's got something to do with that. Like he'll make yeah. it work somehow. Yeah, yeah let, it, let us know how it does. <laughs> cool. All right. So I think that brings us into the main section, which is the discussion of um, shooting. Uh, I'm going to play the moderator here. Um, and I think we're going to have um, Devin make a case against shooting. Rainier is going to then make the case for shooting. Um, and then Evan's going to do a bit of rebuttal and then, you know, we're going to have our typical, uh, unexpected podcast free for all where we all call each other names and say that we're wrong. Let's um, hear that guys two against one. It's rigged. Uh, so, uh, uh, so with that said, um, Devin, why is shooting broken? So I don't, I don't so let me define first broken, right? Like, cause I don't, I don't want to call it broken. I am. I, I'd like to argue that the shooting phase causes some problems in games. Sometimes makes it unfun, which I understand the word unfun is subjective, but I think there are some objective ways to look at that as well. Um, so the shooting phase is a history of it um, has been a long thing of either making the game take longer to play or constantly having to slot in these, these models, like, Galadriel, Kirden, which it, there's only a handful of them, honestly, into like every list in order to make sure you're not obliterated before you show up. And I think objectively, we can say getting obliterated before you show up is not fun. The other history of it is it makes the game take forever, where they had volley fire. For those who don't know, there used to be a rule in the game. Shooting face has largely been unchanged for most of its uh, the game, but uh, it, it did allow you to like just shoot from like 
36, 48 inches away. And so the beginning of the game, first hour was really you just shooting at each other until one side realized, oh, I'm going to lose this battle of attrition. And they started marching forward. Then the army would move back, shoot, move back, shoot. Take about an hour and a half to play the shooting phase. I think we can also argue that, that is objectively not fun. <laughs> and so uh, made the game take like three hours. So, okay, where's the objectively not fun here? I think the fact that the game relies on uh, these these. Not always. Obviously, there's armies that can tank it, but relies usually on these these bubble uh, effect uh, anti-shooting models, which arguably don't actually do what they do in the movies because Blinding Light didn't really, like other than an odd scene with, you know, the, the white, Gandalf the White uh, blinding the three hunters from shooting at him. I guess you could argue that. But overall, I think a lot of people don't think it does exactly what it does in the game. Uh, that we see in the films. So I think that there's a problem still. The shooting phase hasn't changed in like 20 years other than the reduction of bodily fire. Now there was one time where I would have told you actually the shooting phase had been fixed. And I'm sure that's going to come up in this discussion. And I think that was in the Hobbit era, but just before some of the changes in the scenarios. And because the Hobbit era put the scenarios right next to each other where everyone was deployed right next to each other but then over time they started pulling that back to the death is very common example to the death they had everyone really close to each other and then they pulled it back and now you have that shooting phase problem again and then you have armies like corsairs and whatnot that can obliterate your army before you even show up if you do not have these blinding light or or some kind of gimmick to get in on there i understand there's obvious exceptions to that i've played Rohan Legendary Legion with nine models against a Corsair shooting list and made it in there with all models intact perfectly fine. I'm not saying you can't get away with it, but a lot of times without some strat, a lot of strategy and tactics, you're going to get hurt. So that's where I say, okay, I think the shooting phase, if it's going to remain at this longer distance where you utilize the shooting, should have some tweaks to it or make it where the shooting phase is less relevant because I think it's not actually that fun. Uh, I'll go into that more a little bit later, but basically bring them closer together where the shooting phase is largely insignificant. I do admit though, evil will have a better shooting phase than good in that case, but then that's where we can talk about some changes. So I guess that'll start us off. <laughs> so all, right. I don't... all right, Devin, thank so you for it's, that. It's all wrong, um, to be honest. Like everything that Devin said is spitting lies. <laughs> well, okay. So, uh, all right. So, so, Devin, thank you for that. I'm now going to turn the floor over to Rainier. And, Rainier, um, why don't you tell us why Devin is full of crap? <laughs> well, first of all, he's Devin, so you can't trust anything he says. So, no, I think, I think Devin has some good points. I think that the shoot phase can be really boring, I want to say, for an opponent sometimes. Uh, I think the system needs minor tweaks, but I don't think it needs an overhaul, especially in the shooting phase. Um, a few examples that I would give are you do have those like mass shooting armies that dominate and like you get shot up, but they typically need a good player to dominate in. And typically the good player can dominate in a horde army also, and they can dominate in a magic power army also. So I've seen a lot of, heavy shooting armies with people that aren't as experienced and they don't go that far, but I do agree that it can be unfun for your opponent. I want to go with Devin's kind of one of his fixes, which would be the scenarios. 
I think GW acknowledges that there are problems with the shooting phase. The first being they haven't downgraded Lady of Light to a hero of Fortitude. They've kept her as a hero of what is it, Valor? Valor because yeah. they 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 know you need her to like counter a lot of things, and they've made her she can ally in most armies as well. Um, the second thing is in all of the upcoming armies, or the majority of them, when you think of the Hobbit era armies they've made them higher defense. The dwarves are high defense. Even the Mirkwood um, warriors were had armor and they switch it to heavy armor. I don't think many people remember that when they first came out their D5 with a shield because straight from the movie, they're actually all, all their armor is made out of wood, but they switched to D6. I think it kind of had to do with the shooting. You could get guys in pajamas with wicker baskets at defense five with lake town uh, uh that's that that counter shooting is pajamas oh yeah that's true <laughs> a lot of male because they're all dudes oh wait we're talking about the armor but yeah <laughs> there there um there's there's things that you can change and stuff so i think that gw has acknowledged it even with the rangers i don't know why they decided to make the rangers legendary legion but even with that they listened to people and they're like we're gonna pull it back you now have to have um these certain people what are the the sam and what's his frodo and Gollum? so i do think there's a slight problem i don't think it's destroying the game though i think well not destroying i wouldn't i definitely yeah, would yeah, argue yeah. destroying the game yeah, yeah I, gotta I, put, I gotta put words in your mouth and make it sound <laughs> but it's I, like broken, I, per- right? <laughs> I personally would just change the scenarios i know as a to when I pre-choose scenarios, I make sure many of them are right up in your face because like Devin said, like they had a sweet spot to where it's like, Oh shoot, we know volleys overpowered. Let's take that away. We know shooting can still be overpowered by hordes. Let's take that away and make them start right up. And then now it's just, I don't know why, but that would be like a really easy fix. Just the scenarios in my opinion would fix it that. And I think players need to counter the meta different ways. Um, I've been tinkering a lot with just heavy army spams or excuse me, heavy defense spams. Take a lot of Rangers of Gondor. That'll like counter some shooting. Take take um, a whole bunch of Iron Hill Dwarves with captains and uh, what the Frisbee thing that shoots. <laughs> it's so late here. And that, that'll counter. I think there are ways. I agree that there are little minor changes, but I would not change the shooting phase at all. I think you change things around it. All right, so I'll turn the floor over to Evan. So Evan... Why is Rainier simply ignorant? Well, there's ra- many ways that he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely many ways that Rainier is ignorant. But but if we're talking specifically about the shooting <laughs> thing, um, actually, honestly, I think a lot of us are in agreement, at least about um, how we would want to change shooting. And I think uh, going back to some of the earlier deployments of the Hobbit era where you were deploying um, right up in each other's faces instead of, you know, 12 inches from the back of the board and uh, running across uh, just a bunch of machine guns shooting your, uh, shooting your army down. Um, I think that would definitely be super helpful. Um, And it would at least uh, curb some of the damage that shooting can do to your army before you get there. Uh, my problem with shooting um, is sort of twofold. Uh, part of it is like if you take some armies and you go up against a shooting army, you just kind of lose. 
Um, if you're going, I don't know, maybe uh, lower defense armies like hunter orcs or anything like that, um, you can just get absolutely shot to bits. And the other problem is sort of like the tax you pay on your army when you take uh, one you take a hero with uh, blinding light or pall of darkness or anything like that, because you do pay points and sometimes considerably for those heroes. Um, Cause sometimes you take Galadriel lady of light and you show up with her and your opponent, uh, none of her spells will work on your opponent. And then you've paid 130 points and you've gotten this uh, three attack strength four hero on foot. Um, who sometimes just can't do enough to uh, uh, make her points. Um, and what this ends up causing, and Kirdan to some extent as well, where sometimes you just play against an army where Kirdan does absolutely nothing. So it basically means you have to pay a tax uh, on your army f- for the possibility of playing against an army so you don't completely lose. And then when you play against an army without a ton of shooting, you're just at a complete disadvantage because you felt like you needed to pay the points for this model to counter shooting. And I think that's my real problem with it is this whole rock, paper, scissors dynamic that it creates where, okay, if I take the shooting army, it beats this other army um, that doesn't have any blinding light or anything like that. I just shoot it off the board. And if I take this other army, then I can beat this blinding light army because the blinding light army is devoting a bunch of resources to be able to deal with the shooting army. And then the blinding light army obviously beats the shooting army because it's got blinding light. Um, And I think honestly, uh, deploying closer together would mean that you wouldn't have to see blinding light so much. And I think it would help. So I'd actually like to add on to that if I can. Um, the something actually <clears throat> that hit me with the models. I think the shooting phase alone, and the fact that you have to take these models, keeps making massive sweeps, changing to the game that were totally unnecessary. So, like, I think the most latest one is the hero valor change, which I think a lot of people understood to be a counter to bringing Kirden all the time because people are trying to bring these same three heroes. So Gladiator is making all these lists, Kirden's making these lists. So then they reduce. Cured into a minor hero. Of course, we can all justify it and say, well, he's only minor in Rivendell, but we don't have a Grey Havens list. So hence, he shouldn't probably be minor. We can name a lot of other examples of that. But now he is, so that way you can't keep allying him in. And then the the alliance changes uh, is a response to a lot of stuff like that. There are some other shenanigans, such as like the shade and such, but um, it does keep bringing in these sweeping changes because they because people are so desperate to get these three heroes all the time and it also they they clearly want you to play these thematic armies right like armies you would see in the books and the movies with very little variation to that well galadriel is all over middle earth according to this game um so it, it keeps creating that effect so that's just one thing is that it, it is actually creating negative consequences the fact that you constantly need these characters when you really could just change the shooting phase and you know that now suddenly people aren't trying to grab them all the time so it's just well, yeah. Okay, so well, let me let me have it. Now it's my turn to speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, I from from what I'm hearing here, and you know, kind of from what I know from playing the game and from what I'm seeing, I think there are a few things that are 
that I think are are almost indisputably clear. And Rainier, you can you can then dispute these later. But um, the first is that uh, it, it is indisputably clear that that models that shoot are under cost. And the reason that's, that's indisputably clear is because there's a cap on, them. um, you know, there's, you, you can take only one third, you know, with a couple of exceptions of, of gimmick armies, uh, you can take only one third of your army with the ability to shoot. And if shooting was properly costed, you would not need that cap because the points would take care of that problem. Um, that seems clear. It, it also seems clear for the reasons Devin and Evan pointed out that um, the, the, the counters to shooting are, are almost essential figures if you want to counter shooting. Um, and the reason you see that is because you see Galadriel, Lady of Light, all the time. And you know, they had to cap Kyrdan to keep him from being... Um, brought in the blinding. I mean, the blinding like stuff is is having to be rationed so that people, so that not everybody takes them. Um, Which, by the way, is my argument for why Lady of Light is not in Lothorian. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, I, I be. Um, <laughs> but I, and and I think Evan's point is valid that you, you we're we're in kind of with the exception of scenarios that start you up crammed together. And I'll talk about those in a second. Um, we're in a meta where you have a rock, paper, scissors world where there's three types of armies. There's armies that have tremendous amounts of shooting. There are armies that have a counter to shooting. And then there are armies that say, I am going to spend all my points on things that don't shoot and aren't counters to shooting. And the shooting armies beat those ones that have no counters to shooting the armies with a counter to shooting beat the, the shooting armies and then armies that just spend all their points on stuff that neither shoots nor counter shooting beat the ones that have counters to shooting. Cause they just have more points that are devoted to stuff. Um, and, and that, you know, in at least certain scenarios, you do create a world where, um, if if somebody has kind of created the list that is the rock to your scissors, you're going to lose, and and that that outcome isn't really fun for anyone. Um, and you know, it 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 does seem like there ought to be some kind of middle ground. Um, and and what I'm hearing what I'm hearing people saying is the way to kind of create this middle ground is to is to change the scenarios which crams everybody back together. The the problem I had with this was the problem that I had in the Hobbit rules, which was um, it it then became very hard to get much out of shooting at all, which I think took a tactical aspect away from the game. I think that was an overcorrection. So, all right. So anyway, that, that's kind of my, those are my thoughts. So um, why don't we, why don't we open the floor up? And I know Rainier is desperately raising his hand here. 
Alright, guys, we sound too nice. We're like, well, we all agree on this. Okay, here's the debate. No, let's get into the debate. <laughs> no, I do agree with you, though, actually, Matt. Um, In the sense that I don't want it to be overhauled or, like, like too much of a, tw- of, of, like, a thing because I think shooting is fun in the game. And that's even for mobile forces. That's for forces that don't castle. Of course, you're going to have that person that castles. But I, I still think just the, the fix is to tweak the scenarios. And I hear a lot about certain taxes the blinding light tax with like um lady of light she's 130 points you hear the shadow lord tax 130 points on horse so let's say the 130 points i don't know like for for my group out of philadelphia we played a ton of different styles and to really counter it we just didn't play the tax i mean uh used to have what we called the mega hero tax when the when the new system came out or the old system, you'd have 170, 160 point hero who just get transfixed. Just don't bring that hero. Don't pay that tax because he's going to get transfixed. I think the same thing goes for Blinding Light. 130 points gets you 16 Moranins with shield. That's 16 guys with defense six. Um, you could apply that to late Gladiator as well. I mean, in my opinion, I just say just stop, stop playing the game. Stop, stop, stop playing into it. Uh, in America, again, you saw a lot of Agmar lists pop in our meta. They're knocking out every single hero, paralyze here, there. And I just wouldn't you just take captains. Like, so there, you're going to paralyze my captain. Great. You're wasting some points, but I'm taking that extra 60, 70 points and putting it to units. So I think I do agree, like, shooting can be a little too much, but I think sometimes people, we just need to redefine list building and think let's not pay the tax let's go heavier into something and you do see these like say rangers of athelian armies they get screwed in tournaments too um pure shooting armies are gonna not they're not gonna win all their tournaments we bring lady of light or shadow lord for like the two or th- maybe two games where you might come across out of six games heavy 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 shooting that you absolutely need her if you come with a spam shooting arm, you're going to have maybe two games where you're going to be screwed by scenario or the opposite army. So, yeah, I don't. Well, keep in mind, you're know. talking about a tournament versus a round. Like, I'm actually more referring to the round where that game where mm-hmm. I show up round four, whatever, against your Thillian Ranger army and get blown to bits. And the game was decided before I really even put my army down. Now, obviously, that's there's an argument to say the Legion is the problem, not the phase in that scenario. Um, but that situation where I have no interaction and I could go and get a beer and it doesn't matter. And we could still play the game like that is the, is the problem. So I was talking about more of the round, but you're right. Yeah. The Athelian Rangers in of itself won't win a tournament every time. I I think too, like that situation is like, maybe it's not the whole game. You know what I mean? I mean, let's look at all the really competitive. Well, certain things at least in the states you're not seeing just someone at a 800 point tournament just come with a pure shooting army and just win based off that yeah um there are ways around it i think especially for tournament organizers pick scenarios that have a diversity in field and maybe don't have these hey each board has two buildings and one forest you know like make things a little different and this is where I have to make my argument very clear that I'm not saying the shooting phase is broken. I don't think mm. that at all. The same way as like, I think everyone knows my rant about the Balrog. I don't think the Balrog is broken. I think they're both unfun. And that's you just that. And, and I get it that fun is relative, but I mean, 
you know, me and Mick actually make the other hosts on the channel for those who don't know watching this. Um, we have fun in the game. Honestly, if me and Mick get to obliterate half your army using her combats and shenanigans or like or even dirty moves to just wipe you out and not give you a chance of doing anything, that's fun for us. I would like to argue that that is objectively not fun, though, <laughs> for like most people. And so but for us, we yeah. enjoy that, like figuring out how to break the game. And yeah, that, that, that's, that's why it's shooting face. It's not fun. That, that's not what I would say. I would say try, the, try to. Are you saying that the French didn't have fun at Action Corps? Yeah, no, I don't think they did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was miserable time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think even they were telling the refs, "Hey, this is uh, not fun." <laughs> they're like, they're past the bow limit. I swear, it's over thirty three percent. Those Welsh bowmen, over thirty three percent. I swear, and the refs were of course dead because they got shot by their. <laughs> I would like to see a day where we don't have a 33% bow limit because it is such an odd thing. But well, I I I think there's ways around it. Like you could, you could just, again, like don't feed into it. Like, like, like even with, with, with the, the switching of metas, Agmar is getting really strong, like with, with casting. And then there's this, then there's that right now, Lake town and, and all variations of Lake town are like the new thing, because you can get a lot of models, a lot of shooting, like, I don't know, like switch, get something really heavy hitting, like get chariots, yeah. chariots will tear down Lake town. Yeah. Like there's these different, I don't, I don't know. I just don't think it's, I think we have some agencies what I'm yeah. trying to say just, as players and competitive players to semi counter it. I just think in the, in the meta of magic, if the answer was, all right, don't play your big heroes. And that's a problem. That mm-hmm. the, the problem was right. that Aragorn wasn't being played. Boromir wasn't being played because the magic was too strong. So now we're saying shooting is too strong. And you're saying, well, don't play well, no, that's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm saying don't play into <laughs> well, their the, into into their well, strengths. Like, here's, like, like just here's go the ahead thing. And... Your your solution. Well, the the solution you offered was all right. I've got my 130 point model. Why don't I just take 16 more orcs or whatever? Um, the problem is the problem with shooting is sometimes they just go, okay, I'm not going to shoot your warriors. I'm going to shoot your heroes. And if your heroes don't have blinding light protection, that's going to be a problem. Say Angmar, for example. Um, you, could, you could do all this work to impossible ally in the Shadow Lord, or you can just take, um, like, you know, 14 more orcs or whatever. Um, and those 14 orcs are not going to protect your Gulvar from getting shot out on turn one uh, from Legolas and stuff like that. Um, and what ends up happening is it makes these lists with like, um, you know, low defense heroes or heroes that are very reliant on their horses. It just removes those heroes. Um, So it's not really like a perfect solution. And if, I mean, you say, well, I guess just don't take those heroes. That's a similar problem, right? To when, you know, the casters were shutting down these mega heroes because you can't take these heroes because they're going to get shot out. This is a caveat because I'm sure someone will say it in the comments. Is uh, Gulivar is taken all the time and he gets in the comments just fine. Keep in mind, Gulivar is in a list that can move opponents that he can hide in combats. And he's also very fast and mobile and can ignore terrain moving around. I get it. He's large, but you ignore those wings when shooting. So uh, 
just keep in mind the other variables that allows Gulabar to play without a blinding light scenario. To, to offer another example, I have played against Bolg so many times because multiple people in our region take um, Azog's Legion as their faction. And I don't think I've seen a single time where Bolg gets into combat with his warg intact because every time he takes his work he always gets shot out and then he just does nothing because he's this big hero just waddling around on foot chomping through one guy a turn um and which gets into our next episode of should horses be changed yeah well well, yeah i I mean i I mean i hear you rainier there i mean there are there are ways to counter shooting and you know, I think you're right. Getting a lot of high defense warriors and spending all your points on that is a way to counter shooting. But you know, w- what you're doing is you're saying, all right, I, I've I've got this other example of a counter shooting paradigm that you can use. But I, I I think the point I guess I would like to make is we shouldn't have to fall into one of these counter shooting paradigms. The fact that we're all talking about ways to build armies to counter shooting means that shooting's a problem. And I mean, Rangers of Athelion, when you think about it, right? Rangers of Athelion is is a list or or was until they adopted the Frodo Sam Goblin change, was a list where they took all the breaks off of shooting. And said, you know, this is the leg- this is the legendary legion where you can buy as much shooting as you can afford the points for it, and 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 oh my god, um, and you know that's it, the Rangers of Athelion is kind of the example of, you know, how how we know that shooting is is undercosted because if you if you kind of took all of those artificial limits that they placed on shooting off, that's what you'd end up with. Um, and I mean, uh, uh, imagine an, imagine an evil list where you could take everyone with a bow. Ah! Um, and, and that's a problem. Um, I mean, I think what I would like to see if, if the world were up to me is I would like to see a situation where all of shooting got toned down and then all of the counters to shooting got toned down so that you know to 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 be i think if shooting gets toned down i think that by definition tones down the counters um so i don't know if that's necessarily yeah but i mean you tone down shooting though it's gonna stop what's gonna counter agmar though like there's nothing that's gonna threaten all the casting as in golivar going ham on stuff you know what i mean like I, I feel like everything which makes SPG kind of interesting because everything is unique each list is semi-unique in the sense that mm-hmm. it's heavy it'll hit something hard but something's gonna hit it hard also so like i've i'm kind of i mean there, I know, there are t- ways t- Tim's beat, also yeah. there are ways to beat angmar without shooting um and i i, I mean i don't think well keep on the shooting phase in itself creates the range that magic needs to wear down enemy heroes before Gulivar pounces in. So I kind of wonder if his scenario tweak would allow it where now, because you're so close, now the Witch King has so many different targets, these bearways have so many different targets hitting them all at once without that extra range to wear them down a bit. 
It's just a yeah. thought. But. And, and <clears throat> the other thing is, I, I don't think you need to tone down shooting so much that it isn't still a threat. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I, you know, I'm not advocating that we turn shooting off. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you, I mean, one simple way to do it, right. Would be to make stuff with bows more expensive. I mean, you could make, you could make it cost an extra point to buy a bow or a crossbow for figures so that you get less of them. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you know, maybe you would, or, or, you know, another way to do it would be to just slap one off the shoot values of everybody, um, which, uh, you know, All this requiring playtesting, of course. But. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I'm just throwing stuff out. But, I mean, one way to do it would be to throw, you know, slap one off the shooting values of, of everybody. So you, you get less hits. You're paying the same point for, points for it, but you're going to get less hits. Um, and, therefore, you're going to get less wounds. Um, you know, I, I, ideally, whatever fix you make should, should get it to the point where you don't need a one-third bow limit anymore. Mm. Because once you don't need a one third bow limit, that means you've kind of got shooting right. Um, and you know, you could, you, you could, you could make it so that there's one, it, it's, it's harder to hit at the same time. You could change blinding light so that blinding light, you know, instead of making you hit on a six just gives like a minus one to hit or something like that. And maybe gives you like a combat benefit too, to make it, um, still relevant and relevant in other situations. Actually, as a quick note, because I, I know some people brought up if you make the scenarios closer, then good armies have objectively worse shooting faces than evil. And to that, I would actually, there was a Canadian player named Michael Campbell who came up with a rule that I actually kind of liked. And he said, well, give every all good models a rule saying I have a clear shot, which is you can shoot in the combat, However, you have to roll a six to hit. If not, they don't take the shot. And so if they do get that six, there's no in the way. They had a clear shot. They took it. They hit the enemy model. But if they don't, so that, that basically allows it where evil models can keep their normal shoot value. They can shoot in combat and do the gimmicks that we all love, killing your own models and such. But good models, they can still shoot in the combat, but no risk to hitting your own models, but they only hit on a six. So it's just like not a thought. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. I like that. <clears throat> So. Yeah, that is very interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you couldn't you couldn't throw that on in the current meta because that just makes good shooting even more broken. Yeah, well, yeah, you, uh, have to you, you need that. to <laughs> yeah, you need to couple that with something else that um, that tones down shooting. And, and maybe if you know elves are hitting on fours and Minas Tirith is hitting on fives, um, you know, you could go ahead and and throw that in. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, and, and maybe, I mean, maybe blinding light doesn't need to be tweaked if, um, you know, Minas Tirith is only hitting on fives anyway, right. Or, you know, the, the ordinary shooters are ordinary are only hitting on five. So it only makes their shooting and blinding light only makes their shooting like half as effective as it would otherwise be instead of like, you know, one third as effective as it otherwise. And this is the interesting thing, cause you can implement what Matt said without, breaking things because the shooting phase object I, I think the shooting phase is just meant to bring your opponent to you it dictates movement that's all it's really meant to do in this game because it doesn't obliterate your opponent except the thaling rangers but uh, but in most cases 
it's not going to wipe your opponent out. You're not playing 40K. So, I mean, if that's all it's meant to do, you could decrease the shoot value and you still have the same attrition game that you have now, um, just with less casualties slightly less uh, as a result. Yeah, and, and and by the way, if you if you think that the, if if through playtesting you determine that just decreasing the shoot value, you know, hamstring shooting too much, you can also tweak it by increasing the strength of the shooting, which, by the way, I think is artificially low. Um, and uh, uh, so you could you know you could have yeah all right my crossbows only hit on fives, but they are strength five when they wound. Or something like that, um, or you know, my ordinary bows that are now suddenly hitting on fives are going to be you know strength three when they won't. If you want to uh, do it that way, because there's you, you you can play with it. I, I just think you need to kind of move. You want to move the shooting needle back a bit, because I guess I I am anti the solution of just fix the scenario so everybody's fighting in their face. Which within is, reason, remember the old scenarios, they weren't just literally, it's not contest of champions. It was like they're 12 inches from the center line. So it's still a 24 inch cat. Just an FYI on that. Um, let's see. Cause they, they had to deploy within the, the 12 it, inch. It was, um, it was random roll, wasn't it? Yeah. It well, was where, it, yeah. It, there was a random roll element, which I wasn't mad at because what it would do is um, you'd have it's to like a lot of like capturing control, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like one to three, I it was exactly like capture yeah. control. Yeah. Any, I, anyway, I, like I, I mean, I guess I, I, I'm okay with having a certain percentage of the scenarios that give an advantage to armies that shoot. I just don't want it to be an overwhelming advantage, um, as I think it is now in certain circumstances. Yeah, see, that, that that's where I kind of cut from like is shooting too much should we change the rule to it i again don't think we need to change anything besides um scenarios like i think that would fix it um and a lot of the examples that we're using also are purely out of rangers of athelion and just like i don't think yeah you can like we can argue that rangers of athelion is like overpowered and stuff um yeah i don't i don't know i wouldn't well, dictate everything i don't think them. people are bringing blind light just because rangers is affiliate that 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 trend existed long before they existed so i yeah. i think we're talking about a extreme scenario but i think you bring the that when we talk about lists on our list reviews i mean we are often talking about the going against corsairs i think it's a great example there but corsairs and um the uh the you know the serpent horde list mm. is yeah the other one assault on assault on helms deep is it the one yeah. with the the siege bows and stuff like that. That one especially you need blinding light for because those siege bows are going to crack through your defense no matter what it is. Um, but um, I think now that... Um, oh, by Rangers... the way, put put a pin in that because I think that's something that's worth discussing Discussing as part of this is is siege weapons. So anyway, uh, finish your thought and then we can yeah. go back to siege so I think I think now that Rangers of Athelion has been nerfed, it might be a better time to decrease the the power of shooting just flat out, sort of like uh, Dad was saying, because um, Serpent Horde, Corsairs, you know, um, other stuff like that, like Elves, that sort of thing, they don't need to kill stuff with shooting 
or to kill a ton of stuff with shooting to be able to win games because those those lists are very good in combat um serpent horde uh you know rerolls to wounds with poison it does a lot of damage uh corsairs have backstabbers and they've got a ton of models so they can do a lot of killing they don't need shooting to be ridiculously powerful in order to succeed um the problem is because shooting is so powerful it brings them over the edge in some ways <clears throat> and i'm not arguing that that doesn't require skill to do to get shooting with them off and make it work but um they they'd still be perfectly great factions uh if their shooting uh didn't uh didn't just murder everybody um they could be able to get their traps and everything like that just through the fact that shooting would bring other armies to them. And just a thought, actually, there are some natural ways, I think, and, and I'm just spitballing here, but the, like it, the way they countered shooting back in the day, like just in historical times and how probably how they did it in the movies and some scenes, shield wall formations or what, like, why doesn't a shield wall just block arrows from everyone behind, like and march like in that antenna stuff. Now you need to maneuver your archers. Now you can't just stay there and fire straight. You got to now start flanking. You got to start, you know, playing around with the field a little bit in order to get around these like shield walls being created. There's enough shields in the game that would, you know, that are big enough that would make yeah. sense to do that. That's just an idea. I, I, th I think that is so. a good idea too, like historically speaking, but also again, like I just, I think GW is already going in that direction. I mean, they gave they gave they gave shield wall to like certain armies are being high more defense. Yeah, it would be cool so. to see if you have a formation like a traditional battle line to like add. You can still shoot defense or something. Though that's the thing. Yeah, you shoot but, past those shield walls. I'm I, I just I just don't think like maybe maybe some here like for some people negative play experiences, but I don't see shooting armies take first, second, third on a regular basis. Well, you're, you're, once again, you're talking about a torment. I'm just talking about unfun, like the ball run. Yeah. Once again, that example. He's not yeah. overpowered. He's not taking over torments, but the model sucks to play against. It's not mm. fun. And, and that's what I'm saying about shooting. The round, not the tournament. We're not saying shooting is broken, because if it was broken, it would win the tournaments all the time, universally. Right. Well, here, here's where I kind of break, though. It's like we're <clears> talking about a round is semi- unbroken and it's not winning tournaments but it needs an over uh, it needs changes and that's where i'm like i don't see well the game is designed to play for fun so tournaments at, at are tournaments though well let me put a pause on something because because <laughs> because devin you brought up something that i think is really important which is you referenced you, you re referenced historicity right um which all right we're playing a fantasy game but we're playing a fantasy game that's at least based on the world that that we know um, and in, a, in the world that we know, um, armies that shot, uh, had, there were certain armies that shot that had huge advantages over their opponents until their opponents adapted. Um, but they were rare, you know, like, okay, English longbowmen are an example. Mongol horse archers are an example. Um, but it, it's not like the world as we know it was dominated by things that shot. Uh, and, and there were two reasons for this. Um, the the first is, you know, the first is the equivalent of you know archers in real life cost more. And what I'm saying by that is it it is historically it was really hard for people to obtain soldiers who are good at shooting, right? 
They were, they were elite troops. They basically had to be trained from birth in order to shoot. Uh, English longbowmen were, were, were trained from a very young age how to shoot. And they had to have that training in order for it to be effective. I mean, I mean, Mongo- yeah, you, 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 you see uh, Robin Hood and stuff. They're shooting for target practice. It's because the kings of England outlawed jousting because they were like, I need everyone I need to be obsessed right? with yeah, longbowmen. And, yeah. And, yeah, and I mean, archery became like the, the, the English national sport during the Middle Ages. And I mean, Mongols were the same way. Mongols were were trained how to shoot and had to shoot from horseback and you know, basically from the time that they could walk. Uh, and to be a really effective archer, you had, you had to have that level of training. And there are, there are other examples throughout history. I mean, what that meant was that folks that were effective at shooting were, were rare and they were expensive. They were either something that, you know, you, know, you designed your whole culture around producing or they were expensive mercenaries like the Belearic slingers or, or something like that, or the Cretan archers. And, you know, that can be reflected in the game by making them more effective. The, the other limitation on shooting was logistics because when you're, when you're shooting, you have to, you have to bring ammunition. And in most cases, with the exception of like sling stones and stuff like that, Ammunition is hard to produce, it is expensive, and it is heavy, right? You, you, know, you, had an, you would have an archer that would have 40 arrows in his quiver, and he could shoot those 40 arrows in a few minutes, and then they were gone, and then he's just a guy with a dagger. Um, and there is no equivalent to that in the game. I'm not saying there should be, because, it, I mean... Ammunition requires bookkeeping, well, which I think I is think, a pain in the neck. I, I guess the way they justify that sort of ammunition thing is the one-third bow limit. Like, oh, they only brought this much ammunition, so only a third of people can use it. Plus. Well, no, that, that's, that's, a good that's not the problem, though. <clears throat> the problem isn't the number of people who have the arrows. The problem is the number of arrows that those people can carry. Because kind of what they sh- once they shoot through what, they've, what they can carry, they got to, all right, who's got another quiver of arrows for me to use? And I got to run back and grab something. I I like what you're saying though, Matt, like historically speaking with like, I wonder if it would be interesting to see maybe four to six shots per, per, per like a warrior in the game. But I always thought it was confusing seeing, let's say for example, Urkai war or Gondra warrior equipped with a bow. When historically speaking, the archers were horrible in combat. And we look at like throughout, like even like games and stuff, like the archers are going to suck in combat. combat though? But I don't, yeah, I don't they know have like a little. You have the archers the cavalry would, would right. come come around and like flank them, and it it take them out. I mean, his, historic historically, this is a yes and a no. Um, the I mean, them being horrible horrible in combat usually was because they weren't armored. Um, and that doesn't mean that they were horrible. I mean, British longbowmen, English longbowmen were actually fairly good in combat. Um, if, yeah, you know, if they weren't going to get run like over by, it, I mean, if they weren't going to get run over by, you know, heavy cavalry in an open field, but, but what, but, what about this? What about this? Having your archer go down one fight? Well, so I, I don't know that I think the points kind of resolve it because I don't know that you would want archers in general to go down one fight. So you run into weird situations like alerts or whatever. And then you can say, okay, heroes don't have that rule. But then there are a lot of models like Corsairs. I don't think the Corsair would be any worse necessarily in a fight um, than what, their counterparts. What about know? spitballing but, if you shoot 
and fight in the comp. Well, no, no, that's not. No. Uh, and also, so if you shoot you the next, about. the next, next, next round, you're like minus one fight or something. I don't know. So the bookkeeping aspect um, that has been tried in the game before. Rainier, I know this is a time before you, but it actually was done where you mark. Before I was up. born, I was a wee baby. How old are you? Dad? Yeah, way before, probably before your mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, no um, I, I can't imagine that would work. No, they did do it. It, it was it sucked. They, that's why they yeah. changed it. It was bad. Um, but basically, they did it with throwing spears. Because how many throwing uh, spears did you bring to a battle? Right, right. So I do remember that actually. Yeah. You'd have to mark them with a penny, and then they just took that rule away because it was it was just it, it was a pain in the neck. I mean, yeah. the the one way you can you can at least simulate am, ammunition limitations is to do something that kind of simulates a lower rate of fire, which I think the simplest way to do in this particular situation is just to lower the shooting value. I, I mean, I, th- I think that is, that is effectively the way you, you deal with ammunition in this is you lower the shooting value. And what you're saying in that circumstance is either these guys are using a lower rate of fire than they ordinarily could, or, you know, they're not going to take, you know, they're not going to, they're basically not going to take shots unless they're sure that there's a good shot or, you know, some of the, some of the times that these guys are quote missing unquote is because they're running low on ammunition and they're trying to find more. I, you know, I, I think that's how you solve it without, um, without, like you said, you know, impossible amounts of bookkeeping, which, yeah, the reason I, the reason I brought up the ammunition limitation was not to advocate for having us keep track of shots in the game. Cause I don't think that would work. It's, it's just a, you know, the, uh, it, it's a way of pointing out that this is a limitation that existed in real life that does not exist in the game. And perhaps we should come up with a way to account for it. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're spitballing all types of ideas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's like, I, I think too, like, it's interesting. I'm curious what our viewers would think too, what their, their ideas on it. But just my argument is I don't want to see it kneecap like the Knight of Umbar, if that makes sense. And it is a huge, it's, it's 33%. We say 33, it's 33% of the game in a sense that you have the move phase, shoot phase, fights, fight phase. It is a significant part of how the systems run, how whole factions are run. Um, And I would say it's not messing up events unless you think of Rangers of Thillian, it's when it comes to like competitive play, it's messing up. Legion sucks. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's messing up uh, the enjoyment of the game for many, not for everybody, but for many. But again, I think you work around it to fix it in the sense all you need to do is fix the scenarios. And I think the scenarios will fix it. And then I would continue to give more defense to guys like Easterlings is going to come out, give them shield wall, like for, for the love of God, like give them shield wall. As these new factions are coming out, just continue to make them higher defense, continue to give them cool um, cool rules like uh, Baldo, I think his name is from the Hobbits, where you can like deploy him in in the in a random thing. Well, Give like more, 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 more things like don't Goblin put the Mercs. ambush rule in the game. Like yeah, the ambush yeah, rule yeah, is really yeah. good. Yeah, or and like actually, it'd be cool to have if you have like one hero of legend in your list, you at least get an ambush with like one war war ban on a, on a table edge or something. Like it's it's okay. cool. Like actually, it's even in, actually, even in the I, movies. I feel like that would be a great thing to give to like generic captains, right? Because generic captains don't really do much, but <sighs> generic they're fight not five like captains ever. Uh, oh, I know you love those, but it doesn't have to be fight five. Um, but you know, sort of that like scouting force or whatever, 
where, you know, you don't have your big Aragorn leading it or anything like that. But if you have a generic captain, maybe their warband can like uh, ambush or something like and that. And here's the thing I'll say about that, because this has actually all been done before. Um, everything you guys are mentioning. So the, the shooting reduction and power, that's been done before. War of the Ring. It was done where, yes, you had larger armies so you could handle the hits, but you also had a larger number of bows. And actually, I don't think in that game they had a 33% limit. I could be wrong. I probably am. But when they shot, they wouldn't obliterate necessarily the opposing army unless they had a gimmick like the Legolas machine gun. But that's like, that was obviously unintended. Yeah, <laughs> that was obviously unintended. So, but other than that, though, the shooting, yeah, they, it was depowered. It worked fine. It brought the enemy to you. Some guys would die, no big deal. Okay, fine, but you didn't need blinding light. In fact, it kind of sucked in that game. Um, and then, um, shoot, what Evan just mentioned. What was it, Evan, you just mentioned? Um, captains. Uh, yeah, captains. the, the ambush. being ambushed. Ambush. So yeah. That ambush mechanic was used in, in, uh, in prevalence in War of the Ring, and it had the effect. Like, imagine that Athelian Rangers had to ambush maybe a third of their stuff. It's still true to what they do, kind of cool, puts in a cool gimmick, but then it also removes a third of their bows out of the army. Like when you're marching up, a third of their army is just gone or however much. So the, the problem the problem with allowing auto ambushes in these rules is, again, scenario driven, that there are certain scenarios that are out there where having an ability to ambush almost gives you an auto win. Well, that's true. Reconnoiter would be absolute <laughs> chaos. Just like arm, yeah. entire armies deploying on the other side of the board and then running they, off the board. They should you just can like say reconnoiter. You can say reconnoiter half up to up to half your board. That's such an easy fix. Fix the scenario. Way, way easy, then, but I, I think you yeah. should like you should you should make armies more interesting. You should give yeah. Easterlings. Shield no, we wall. should make you armies should... less interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you should, you should give Easterlings Shield Wall. You should come with a Cond Legion, which gives them like ambush or something, and you should continually like. This ambush yeah, fixes archers just, too. In yeah. the opposite respect, you you deploy your ambushers close to the enemy archers. Like if I was fighting a black root veil like group, cool. Deploy a, a suicide squad right next to them. Just hop them out, and my army now marches out. Like the these changes in shooting phase have been done before and have been proven to already work in War of the Ring. War of the Ring was broken for a whole bunch of other reasons so, but it got that right war of the ring was different in that it was it was played more like a conventional historical war game where mm. you didn't have these kind of geographic i, I mean one, one thing about scenarios that this I, I mean they've created a bunch of scenarios that are kind of fun to play but they're i mean but they're gimmick scenarios um you know the the things like you know, kind of reconnoiter and some of these objective-based games don't really have, you know, kind of any basis in any type of tactical reality. Like, like the capture the flag scenario, for example, is clear. I mean, the retrieval is clear. I mean, it's clearly capture the flag. And somebody said, you know, would it be fun if we could play capture the flag with, with middle earth yeah. strategy battle game figures? And, and they did that, but it, you know, it has, it has no historicity to it. War mm -hmm. of the ring if I'm remembering correctly, had more historicity to it. And it had, you know, it had more, we are fighting a big battle and you win the game the way you would normally win a, a big battle by destroying the enemy's army. Type yeah, of I don't think they had scenarios. Like, I can't remember. I, I don't think they but did I either. Think, I think but that would be interesting. One, one last thing, because this, this shows up in, in historical war games, there you often see um, a flank march rule 
where basically you can take a portion of your army and you can commit it to a flank march. Um, and it will show up on like a side of the board edge, but there's a risk to it because you, you know, there's, there's usually some mechanic built in where you're not sure exactly when it's going to show up. And then there's a chance that certain people will straggle. So you may get less people, but what this mechanic allows people to do is counter the, I have a whole bunch of shoot, you know, I've got the English at Agincourt and I'm going to sit in my corner of the board. I'm going to create a castle and I'm going to wait for you to come at me and then I'm going to shoot you to pieces. And what the flank march allows you to do is say, all right, I'm going to take a third of my army and it's going to show up right next to you, right behind you. And now you're in a pickle if you adopt that strategy. Um, so I, I, I think, I like I think that solution works, but it, it works in a, in a circumstance where the scenarios that you're playing are more kind of, typical battle based as opposed to i'm going to have my flank march come on right next to the objective that i picked in fog of war i'm going to take it and i'm going to win the game haha -ha. um that's kind of the problem with that with adapting that into strategy battle game is there's there's so much geography based victory points yeah i i, I think that's interesting take because i'm like spg was originally a skirmish game and i think it's kind of transformed into like a full pitched battle but i would just change reconnoiter you can deploy like half of the board. You can't just like deploy and jump off with like 13 Easy goblins. Fix. Yep. Easy fix there. And then give more armies the ability to ambush. Give Maher. Maher can't heroic strike, but like make, okay, Maher's like an ambusher. Give his warband the ambush rule. Dude, give so give, awesome. like, give like these Mirkwood Rangers, like one or yeah. like say if you bring it ambush rule, these different abilities that would just, again, make the game interesting. I know we went over a while ago maybe a year ago on what we would change with magic and i still remember to the day mine was wizards are more like advisors like generals to like armies and stuff gandalf didn't go in and like sweep like a legion um in the books he advised denethor he advised theoden and i think that'd be cool on the battlefield if you have certain heroes a warband can come like i said ambush a warband can start in a different place and it would mess with people because one of the coolest scenarios, in my opinion, is fog of war that messes with people. No one knows what's going on. And you're continuously continually like countering and stuff. Some of the funnest games too are when you have in the in the deployment phase, when you're deploying, you're like, what's he gonna do? Or what's she gonna do? Or what and you're like playing with that. I think you can incorporate that more into the game and it would fix things and cause it to be more interesting. I do you think guys, you're right uh, about the geography thing, though. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, what I was just going to say is I need to... My screen is about to go blank because I need to go out and bash people with swords. So um, uh, have fun with the rest of the discussions of the discussion. Um, it's probably Are worth we... discussing siege weapons before you disappear. Oh, okay. I was about to ask if we wanted to just wrap it up here. but Or we could wrap it up Or we could wrap it up here and save siege weapons for another time. Why siege weapons should change? I guess. Well, actually, I kind of like the changes they made, but I, I guess I'll be on the Rainier side next time. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I like some of them. I, I, I dislike some others. All right, we'll, All save, right, that. we'll, we'll save that for another time. Yeah, we'll, All right. we'll yeah. break these up into multiple segments, and we'll go ahead and wrap up here. But let us know your thoughts in the comments yeah. below. If disagree with us. Yeah, disagree Disag with Rainier. Disagree with know. Rainier, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, this thing turned into a 3v1. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going to make shirts, and they're going to, on the back, it's going to say Unexpected Podcast. <laughs> on the front, it's going to say, Don't Knight of Umbar My Shooting. There Fair go. enough. And I'll All just right. have him, like, with tears. <laughs> like, guys, don't do it. Don't kneecap me. All right, take care, everybody. Bye-bye.